Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a Krusty Krab. Uh, what is up, everybody? It's time for another Thursday edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. And uh, why is my applause button, like, never work anymore? What is going on? Yeah. All right. Maybe it's not the button. Or maybe the button knows something that I don't. Or maybe, maybe I should. So I'll just do it this way. All right. All right. I might need to get a new mouse if the clickies, if the clickers aren't working well on the mouse, then that would explain everything. Oh, no, we're not. Okay. I mean, we could just test everything and be like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> it's been a, whoops, sorry. It's been a hot minute since I've had to do that, so uh, let's not act up applause button, shall we? That'll, uh, that'll wake everybody up. So uh, let's start with some good news from the world of me, my world. Uh, my beloved Hurricanes had two major, major victories this weekend. On Saturday, they won the uh, the Spring Classic, the Long Island Cup. Yeah. They've been in the Long Island Cup since March, and they went the distance, and they beat Terryville 3-2 to in a very contentious game on Saturday. And then proceeded to beat the top-seeded team, really, because they had the better record. We beat Smithtown on Sunday to clinch the division. That's right. They won the Long Island Cup, and they won their division all within, like, 24 hours. Uh, And I could not be happier for them or more proud of them. So, Hurricanes, if you're listening, you shouldn't be because it's finals and Regents week, so why are you listening? But I guess by next week you could be listening, but I just want to give you my personal congratulations and thank you for doing such a great job, and I'm sure everybody on Earth agrees with me. Yeah, it was a good get, man. Hurricanes, they're a good team. They're a real real special team, and I'm not even quoting that. I mean, they're a special team as well, but they're just like a real special team. I actually have a situation arising out of a couple of the games that we played recently that I actually have to file. I'm trying to find out how to file a formal report slash complaint against the center referee because as ridiculous as this sounds, I think I think he was picking on my striker, like actually picking on her. And I even had to pull her aside and be like, dude, this this dude is all over you. So, like, you got to be real careful with what you do. And it's kind of a problem because it definitely changes the way she plays, as it should. Like, if somebody reprimands you, like, it kind of should affect you, like, how you're performing. But also because of the way the cards work in soccer, uh, you know, if you get a red card, you're out not only for that game, but you're out for the following game, which is not something, you know, any soccer player would want regardless. But... As a 15-year-old girl, like that kind of pressure is like a big, big sort of deal, and I don't like putting that pressure on them, un, unneeded or unwarranted. And I think that this was a case. And I have been mad at refs 
before. I've complained about refs. We had a referee once that called us offsides on our own side of the field. And if you don't know anything about the offsides rule, I will tell you this. It is physically and logistically impossible to be offsides on your side of the field. It's literally impossible. And she gave the other team a free kick in our territory because of an offsides call. And I complained to the ref... Uh, in the ref evaluation about that not to get her punished but because she was young and clearly had not been taught how that rule worked and I thought it was a, a failure of training more than hers. This dude some 70 year old Greek dude just did not like the way my striker was playing I suppose uh, and gave her two yellow cards in back to back games. This is a player that has received one other yellow card ever. Maybe two. Maybe a second one. Uh, usually for contact with the goalie because she's a striker, and that happens. Contact with the goalie, kind of everyone understands if you don't pull out of that dive, like you're going to get a yellow card. And it's, I feel like it's more understood than anything else, but it's also not fair because it's, but it's more understood. But she didn't do any of those things. And anyway, so I have to actually figure that out. It's just kind of adding to my uh, regular stress level. But I said it would be good news, and it was. Hurricanes won Long Island Cup. I got a big-ass trophy upstairs. Charlotte picked up a medal. We're going to be getting another medal for winning the division. I'll pick that up probably sometime over the summer. And then we take the summer off and we enjoy all that stuff. This is the third time the Hurricanes have won their division. The first time they've won the Long Island Cup. They did win the HBC tournament one year. So this is our second chalice. So I have plenty of options should I want to start drinking uh, Manmosas on the sideline. Yeah. So let's get to some other news. Because of all that that was going on and the simple fact that I was exhausted most of the weekend, your host, that's me. Yes, I am your host. Your host, that's me, uh, completely effed up and forgot to post the top 20. Yay! So it did not come out at midnight. It came out around 9.15 this morning. So... I know close only counts in horseshoes, but it's going to have to count now. It is up and running if you want to go see the top 20 from last week. It's actually uh, it's, it's the one I got the uh, description right here. Uh, this week, DJ speaks to how Target managed to miss the memo on the big corporate economy lie. Also on today's show, the real problem behind Costco's produce, the difference between supply chain issues and shit customer service, uh, why Kavanaugh could teach Pence a thing or two, and how dudes escape the responsibility for overpopulation while being the direct cause of it. Yeah, it sounds like a great show. <laughs> oh, man. I suck. <laughs> but, I don't know. I just get tired. It happens. There's a lot of stuff going on. Also on Strangerhood TV, if you are so inclined, you can catch the unbelievable uh, video dump that is going on over his bacon in my pocket. Send these bitches to one festival and they just, like, videotape everything and interview everyone like dude totally kidding uh they have the so what so what festival full interview with uh scary kids scaring kids um and a full interview with bradley from amorosa i think that's all from so what festival and then they have seven questions with glimmers uh and then seven questions with ben glebe who i do not i don't know so i have to check out the seven questions and see uh what i can find out about ben 
Uh, I have not checked out any other stuff on the page. I usually get notified if there's, if there's anything, so I think it's probably quiet in the rest of the channel. But I don't know that for sure, so why don't you start by Stranger TV and take a look for yourself. Um, I was told yesterday that I have a slight New York accent when I speak, which is not something that I'm, I equate with my voice. Uh, because New York accents, to me, are uh, any of those shit southern Long Island accents. No offense to my shit southern Long Island people with those accents. But, like, you know, any Long Island Long Island Lolita people out there will know what I'm talking about. Certainly if you're from Brooklyn or Far Queen, you could just fuck out about Or Jersey. You know, like any of that stuff is what I associate with New York City. Or New York accents. But apparently I do have a New York accent. Now, to be fair, it was somebody from the Midwest telling me that, and all I could hear in that accent was white bread and goat milk, or whatever it is they drink out there. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but I find myself now being super conscious conscious of the way I'm speaking. Uh, not that I need to do like a... Uh, you know, a, a, a clinically articulate North American accent, because this stupid show i don't care you don't care and i don't think anybody actually cares but i thought it was kind of interesting because now all i'm doing is listening to the goddamn sound of my voice instead of actually talking (laughs) that's right here on the hard rock lunchbox listening to the sound of your voice instead of actually saying anything thursdays at noon right how is that not my new bumper i gotta get on that yeah, Long Island. Right. Like, that's what I think is totally like a New York accent. So when I hear that I have a New York accent, my first reaction is like, no, I don't. <laughs> and also, you, would you like to hear one? Because I can do one. Like, it's just kind of funny. Like, as your voice gets analyzed a little bit, it's like, oh, yes, okay. And I can take, I actually can take criticism really well when it comes to that kind of stuff, especially when it's like stuff I don't know, like, and I'm interested and and I'm, and I'm working with experts on stuff like that. Like, that's kind of what I do. Uh, but every now and then it's just like, it's surprising to have something pointed out about your Eunice that like you've never realized before because of the, sometimes it's because of the level of, of work that you've done on it. Like, you know, you know that saying, like, you only know what you know, and you, you don't know what you don't know. Like, I find myself in that situation an awful lot. Uh, I was actually talking briefly about um, why the why I thought doing the Razor Blade Diaries uh, live was important and, and what it kind of meant. And it was, it, was, it was a lot of, like, you know, when we did the Diaries in the first place, like, it was a whole... Like, it was a game-changer for the band. I mean, obviously, G. Davey then became Rebel 9. Um, so it was a total game-changer for that. It was a game-changer for me because it changed the way I looked at songwriting. And I know I've said that, so I'm not going to bore you with uh, with all that. But it really was kind of a game-changer and really highlighted to me, like, all the stuff that I did just didn't know. Like, I was doing the best at what I could and the best at what I knew to do... But I just didn't know some things, right? Like, that that makes sense, right? Like, if you just, I don't know, like, if, if you didn't know what the defogger on the back windshield of a car was, like, you wouldn't know to use it or stick shift or anything like that. Anyway, so it's just kind of interesting. Like now, now I'm just super hyper-focused on listening to my voice. And it's funny because, like, we were talking about, like, vocal placements, about how, like, like Russian is in the, oh, yes, yes uh, vodka is very, very good. It's in the chest. And then, like, Ukrainians, like, a little bit higher up in the throat. Like, oh, yes, darling, that's a moose and squirrel. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, Kiev, 
you know, just the placements regionally and how, like, a, a real articulated North American dialect is actually not at the front of the face. It's more, like, kind of in the back. And it's like, I don't really talk with the back of my throat. Like, I talk with my entire head. <laughs> Especially because I'm a singer. Like, I just, I don't know, I spent years... Spent years trying to get better at singing, and, you know, that didn't work. So now trying to speak seems like it's going to be my next challenge for the next, you know, 40 years. I can't wait. Basically what I'm saying is if you don't like the sound of my voice, well, that's cool. Because apparently I don't either, so <laughs> that's fine. And you're clearly not the only one, so anyway. Um, so I, I was going to talk about something specific. Um, but the how annoying people are, right? Because we never talk about that on this show. Uh, but there was a really great story with a very typical my take on it. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys heard this. It, it went down in Patchogue, literally went down in Patchogue last night. I guess last night or the night before or whatever. Um, uh, typical 18-year-old South Shore white chick in her dad's car doesn't know how to fucking drive decided to drive right off into Patrick Bay like confused the brake pedal with the gas pedal like I gotta tell you something man <laughs> like I mean I, I really don't want to victim shame here but like god damn it man like I have I have accidentally like hit the gas pedal when I was going for the brake pedal like because they're close I have never mixed them up I've never you know I mean this chick was like in a parking spot, like, was trying to park, and I guess just gunned it, and drove into the water. Like, I, like I'm gonna have a talk with Charlotte, because I'm gonna be like, listen, if you drive my Subaru into the Patchogue Bay, like, don't come home. Like, well, not, not that I wouldn't want her to come home and be safe, just don't come home, because we're gonna make a lot of fun of you, so. By the way, I gotta see if this is recording. Is it... Recording. I've been screwing that up a lot lately. I just wanted to make sure. Uh, but yeah, this chick, uh, Mia Semolinsky. <laughs> I refuse to make any Polish jokes right at this moment. Uh, yeah, so apparently, so they're in Patchogue hanging out by the, the waterfront there. And uh, Mia Smolinski decided that it would be fun to drive her father's car right into the uh, Patchogue Bay. So she did. Because why not, right? Uh, problem is, she got trapped in the car. And if you look at the video, uh, there's a bunch of people there. A lot of people. Uh, but one dude, this 17-year-old uh, Long Island guy. Uh, let me, I'll read it to you right here. 17-year-old Long Island boy is being hailed as a hero Wednesday, hours after diving into a local bay to save a young woman whose SUV, barely an SUV, Plunged into it when she accidentally hit the gas pedal instead of the brake the night before, cops said. Neither Mia Semolinsky, the 18-year-old woman behind the wheel of the Subaru Outback, see, barely an SUV, that ended up in Pajak Bay, nor her savior, Anthony Zhonger, Z-H-O, like, dude, Z-H, I like it. Z-H-O-N-G-O-R was hurt, according to police. Semolinsky stepped on the wrong pedal. <laughs> As she left the South Ocean Avenue parking lot adjacent to the bay shortly after 10 p.m. Tuesday, she drove right into the water. Zonger? Zonger? Zonger. Let's go with that. Zonger? Zonger saw what happened and dove in to save her, police said. 
quote, I heard a huge splash and saw everyone running towards the dock. I don't know what happened. Thinking fast, the teenager was able to open the driver. Should be thinking fast. The teenager was able to. Great job, news, by the way. The teenager was able to open the driver's side door of the Subaru to help Semolinsky out and get her safely to the dock. Neither person, both of whom called Patchog home, was injured, according to police. Several people could be seen on surveillance video responding to see what happened, but only Zonger jumped in to actually try and help. Why aren't you working? Very Uh, this dude, by the way, uh, what's his name? Songer? Uh, Anthony. Very, very brown, right? And I'm only going to bring it up because I'm about to insult a bunch of white people, and it's important for contrast, right? First of all, this dude's about to graduate high school at Patchock Medford High School, and he's going to the Marines. He's already enlisted, and it was actually nice to see the, the look, what looked like the Marine Corps uh, recruiter. Being like, this is exactly what we want. Like, this is exactly... Dude, seriously, like, I, I have so much respect for Marines, like, and, and people that want to be Marines and people that come out of the Corps. I mean, not everyone's perfect, and they do not have a perfect track record because there are some assholes that have come out of the Corps, and that's unfortunate. But, like, of things that I just automatically have respect for, it's the Marines and anyone that wants to serve their country in the Marines. Those dudes are badass. They are well-trained. And they are generally very dedicated people and patriotic people. And I find that very cool and very awesome. So this kid is, like, already cool in my book. And then he's the only one hanging out at the Patchogue Bay that goes in and saves this girl. Because you want to know what all the other people did that were there? They took out their phones and started filming what was happening. This girl was about to die. She was about to drown right there in front of them. But at least they get it on video. Do you have any idea how absolutely repulsive and disgusting that is? Like, I would I would be horrified if my kid was like, Oh, I saw a girl drown last night. Did you do anything? Yeah, I got it on video. Like, I would I would disown that kid so quick. Now there's there's something to be said for fear for one's own safety and for one's own life. Like, I can get behind that. And I also can get behind the kind of panic level. Like, I've gotta tell you. If this woman were up, say, a full ladder of height (laughs) and needed my help, I might not be able to help her. I have a very, very weird phobia, Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm afraid of heights, but I also have this really bad, almost neurotic level of where I go up like four to five steps on a ladder. I almost can't move anymore. I have been desperately trying to fix it over the years. It's newer. It only showed up when I was an adult. I used to, you know, roof all the time. Uh, so I don't know what happened and it just kind of came up. So, like, if, like, I understand, like, if somebody's afraid of the water, like, and you're afraid to dive in because you're going to, like, I understand that. Like, I'm not criticizing anybody for that. What I am doing is criticizing absolutely every single white kid that was like, oh, my God, look, she's going to drown. Like, if you have the wherewithal to get your phone out and start filming it, like, go fuck yourself because you are exactly the people that we don't want here. Like, you, you should be in the car drowning because you're adding absolutely nothing and you're subtracting. 
acting like something. And I'm not saying whether or not the person's worth saving. Like, that's a completely other discussion. Like, we can definitely talk about whether somebody that can accidentally drive into a bay is somebody we need to put a, a, a future U.S. Marine at risk for. But that's a whole other show. And sounds horrible coming out of my mouth. And I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody. Because I do realize that accidents happen. But I also realize that stupidity happens. And we've got a whole lot of that happening right now in the country. And that was actually what I wanted to talk about for the top 20. Because I'm just so goddamn tired of so many people being like, that's wrong. Or that's not that's not the facts. That's not what I heard. Like, listen, pal, I cannot even begin to tell you how exhausting it is. Arguing with people that were not smart or intelligent before, and no offense to them, just talking academically, demonstrably, provably intelligent or smart or learned, those same people that weren't that before Trump and before Obama really kind of started the political divide, they still aren't those things. But you know who is? This guy, just as smart as I was the day I left school, like I really am. Like, I'm an intelligent guy. I can read things. I can understand things. I can process them. Yeah, can I get fooled by people that lie to me? Sure. Happens all the time. I've had people close in my inner circles lying right to my face, treating me like shit and fucking me over. Like, yeah, can I miss those things? Absolutely. Do I understand why the price of gas is so high? You bet your goddamn ass I do, but you probably don't. And I can't help but think that if gas actually doubles to maybe 10 bucks, maybe this Mia chick doesn't drive down to the beach and try and drive through the ocean. I'm just saying. Just saying. Well, since I didn't get to talk about anything I actually wanted to talk to about stupidity in America and how that's a growing crisis, even more so than inflation. By the way, good job on the feds for raising the interest rate. They should have done it a little bit sooner, but at least they did it. Three quarters of a point. It's a big deal. If you want to know why, maybe we'll get to it later today. But honestly, probably not. Here's a little day to remember to, you know, help you with this day to remember. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I am... I'm definitely laughing very hard on the inside. Uh, <laughs> Q pointed out that actually you're not allowed to park in Patchogue Bay. And all I can think of is just some shit level Suffolk County parking cop, like not helping this chick out of the car, but absolutely offering up a $60 ticket with an $80 admittance fee. <laughs> Man, that is so goddamn funny to me. <laughs> I don't even know why, but man, that is so funny to me. I could just totally see that, like on a, like on a, like a Family Guy or something. Like Griffin's like uh, sinking, sinking in the, in the Quahog River, and just like the cop comes by and gives him the ticket. <laughs> was funny <laughs> making me laugh making me laugh I'll take it I'll take it um yeah man so 
what happened in the world today? Oh, thanks for asking. Cool shoes, Tom. All right, cool. Uh, so, uh, as you know, our, saw, our, our record, uh, Do No Harm, has been out for a while. It's going to be two years this December. Uh, some of the songs on there are doing really well, as far as plays go, on Spotify. Uh, obviously, Keep You Near is our front runner, doing really well and crossing over 60,000 plays this past week. So, thank you very much for all your support on that. But also this week, if you didn't notice, this little number hit 50,000 plays on Spotify. Good job, Blue. This wasn't yours to push away. Took everything for me to leave. Sound you. Everything for me to leave So you think you were right now I guess you never did believe Sure is the light who returns a day Last week we played a lot of brand new stuff for the box. I think, I think, the clear favorite was this bitch right here. Hard Rock Lunch Box. You know, it's funny. He does that thing in the end of that song where it's like, da 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 that thing. I actually just sampled that in to a demo of uh, our song Side Out. I actually had to sit there and do it. It's, it's something that Noodle does uh, when the song starts. I actually just sampled it in like uh, it did for uh, that song Unbelievable with Andrew Dice Clay. So I just I sampled my own. Ugh. <laughs> just fun. 
and stupid. Can't wait to actually work on that song. That's going to be later this year. I think of all the songs that we're putting out. Excuse me, am I boring you? Yes, I'm boring you. Uh, I think of all the songs that we're putting out. I might be the most excited for Side Out, but um, we'll just see how that goes. I am so, so goddamn looking forward, forward to some, some downtime. We've got the Diaries live coming up a week from tomorrow. Um, according to my band, I'm actually expecting a lot of people to show up day of because ticket sales have been dreary, to say the least. Uh, but, I don't know. Me spending time overestimating how many people are interested in my band is, is definitely definitely fun. It's nice It's nice to be back there. <laughs> I'm, hap- I'm happy to be back there. Thanks. I'm very full circle. So that's fun. But I am expecting a lot of people to show up day up. So I think it's going to end up being okay. I just, you know, if we don't have a lot of people, the people that do show up, just for fair notice right now, like, you're going to need to be a little bit louder. <laughs> and that's and that's cool. We uh, I was talking to, with our uh, videographer, who's going to be covering the whole event for us. Uh, she's got some really good ideas and some clean insight and clear insight onto what she's doing. So that's... That's a big relief for me because we've already had the conversation and we might have some more day of, but like there's not much I can do day of um, because I'm usually just in panic and stress mode. Although I will say from a production and performance point of view, like I'm not, I'm not nervous about this show at all. I mean, I'm nervous for like other members of my band and stuff, but like not me. This is just, like a very funny, well, maybe it's not funny. Maybe it's more of a, this is what should happen, but it's funny, peculiar, interesting to me. Uh, like some of these songs were just so hard for me to sing back when I was like learning how to sing them and stuff like that. And now they're the easiest goddamn songs in the world for me to sing. <laughs> so I don't even mind the fact that, um, that we, uh, that we have to do them twice. Like it's going to be so easy for me. Uh, all I really have to do is not talk before. If I can avoid talking to people before the show. So if it seems like I'm not talking to people, same rule applies people. Like, I don't like to talk before shows because for whatever reason, this talking that I'm doing right now, as soon as I elevate it to a volume required to talk over something, uh, it becomes it becomes kind of a problem and just just runs my voice out. So I don't talk before shows. So don't think that uh, I'll be talking very much after the show, but like not before the show. So don't ever, ever think I'm being rude on purpose. I'm, I know I'm being rude, but I also know... Uh, especially for this, since we're putting so much money into it, like we have to get good quality recordings, which means I have to be on my game. So that'll that'll be that. But uh, by the way, we did finalize sort of the sets for the show. I know we had talked about doing it in story order, but it was actually brought up uh, that that is meaningless to most people that ever listen to Rebel Nine. Like, and just even by the numbers, like of people that have listened to Rebel Nine over the years, there is no reason to not do it in album order. So the first set we're going to run is going to be exactly album order. The second set, however, is offering me a little bit more flexibility, and it's going to be the way we do things live. So the first time we're going to run through it, we're going to do each song. We're going to like stop between songs and stuff like that. We aren't. I don't think we're going to do any rolling into other songs the first time, so we can get clean recordings. We're also going to stop and like so people can clap and cheer, so we can at least get that on tape too. So, I mean, I'll be giving you instructions, and I don't want it to seem like fake, like clap really loud and stuff like. But we are actually recording a record and a video, so we're going to need people to kind of clap really loud so bring your big clapping hands if that's such a thing we'll do that but the second set it's going to be more of a throwaway like a live like let's see how this would actually sound if we went down to you know if we were doing it at like revolution in the old days or doing it down at like 89 north we'll roll into songs just the way we would do like a normal set and be like oh we're you know 
Rebel Nine from the great state of New York. Like the same shit I sell all all the time. So that has been sort of decided. Uh, I'll give you more details next week, as that will be the last box before the show. But uh, yeah, tell all your friends, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting thing. Like that's what I'm. I keep coming back to. Like I think it's gonna be an interesting thing. In all my years, I have never done anything like this. I've never been a part of anything like this. So I think it's gonna be. Really interesting to see what's going to happen, because I honestly don't know. I mean, we're recording a live record with a live video with live documentary footage in a bar, in a place that's not a bar. It's a soundstage. Like, we're bringing it down, and, like, everyone's, like, chipping in, basically. And it's such a community project, and we just, you know, we could have gotten, like, Indiegogo or GoFundMe or Kickstarter or stuff like that, but we just decided to do it kind of, like, word of mouth. So that's kind of where we're at. So tell your friends. Once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. And I'm... I could not guarantee more that this is a once in a lifetime Rebel Nine thing because I don't imagine ever doing this again. So now's the time. Ah, all right, on to new music. Uh, as anybody that listens to the box know, I am a fan of Shine Down. I usually have a lot of criticisms of Shine Down, and it's not because I'm trying to be mean or because I know anything they don't. Just as a fan, I find a lot of times like, oh, I wish they did this or I wish they did that. Uh, and even we broke down that song they did last time. I don't remember where we, um, something zero or whatever, where we just, uh, I didn't like the chorus, and it turns out that nobody on the box liked the chorus either, and they should have just left it with the bridge, but they didn't ask me, so, um, but like that kind of stuff. Like, I, I am pulling for them. I'm definitely on Team Shinedown, so I, I always hope they do something good. And I got to tell you, I grabbed this one this morning. I heard it once. I really, I really liked it. I really liked it a lot, and, and it could just be my lower mood that I'm in lately. But like lyrically, I thought it was good. Performance, I thought it's mainly mainly the main dude. So like it's it's a lot of all heart, and I really dug that. And I'm gonna shut up now and just play it for you. It's brand new. Shine down. It's daylight on the box. Hard rock lunch box. Proving just one more time that even I have no idea what's about to happen here on the box. I don't know. I just saw it and I was like, eh, that'd be funny. <laughs> Let's play that right now. I will tell you the only reason I even have it here is because uh, we in in the Rebel Nine world have actually discussed covering that song forever. We're not gonna do it though. <laughs> we discuss a lot of songs. <laughs> uh, I will say for the diaries, we're actually not doing any covers because we're kind of all business and all that other stuff, and that's what that's gonna be. Uh, sorry. Still boring me. Still boring myself. Um, but uh, for our back-to-back shows uh, two weeks after that at 89 North on Friday and the Queens Rock Fest in the Forest Hills, Forest Hills Band Shell, we're actually dragging out an old cover. I'm not going to tell you which one because that would ruin the surprise. We're actually dragging out an old cover, though. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's actually fun working on it after not playing it for years. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And um, that'll be that. Uh, but speaking of covers, and the fact that me and my band talk about doing covers most of the time, it's actually me and Noodle. No- Tony will throw in a cover every now and then. Kaz doesn't want to do any covers. Kaz doesn't believe in music. <laughs> it's actually funny. Kaz has a real big hole in his music like library. Like he's like got like Black Sabbath and Ozzy, and then there was like no music until Rebel Nine started, as far as I can tell. But um, uh, we were going to oh right. So speaking of covers, so one of the songs that I've always wanted to I'm a, I'm a huge fan of old Anthrax, and um, 
I'll, I'll admit that publicly, and it's okay. And I acknowledge completely that when I listen to old Anthrax now, it's awful. Like, it's just really not good, but it was just such a moment in time, and they were such a great band. And then when they started doing, like, the Bring the Noise stuff with, like, Public Enemy, like, it was it was game-changing. Like, it was just stunning. Like, just, it truly was. But before that, I was just a huge Anthrax fan. I loved the band. They sounded like that shitty New York City band I wanted to be because I was a shitty New York City band, or just sub-New York City band. But it's so funny to listen to it now. It's like, I can't believe I thought that was good. But at the time, I got to tell you, it was effing awesome. But one of my favorite songs uh, that I've always wanted to cover from them is something off of State of Euphoria. And I think the main reason we didn't cover it, because I feel like we could do... I think we could do a good job with it uh, if we really just like... Because we've played it a few times, like bits and pieces. And we could do a real good job with it. The real crime of it, though, and the real main reasons we aren't doing it is because I don't think anybody knows it. Like, it's it's not one of their bigger ones. It's not like Indians or I'm the Man or, you know, even like Got the Time, which is a Joe Jackson cover anyway. But it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's not last on State of Euphoria, but it's not like one of the main songs. But anyway... I was playing it today, and I was like, I'm going to make you guys listen to it, because that's just the kind of show this is. It's antisocial. Goddamn right it is. On the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Ah, man, my boy uh, is flying into Arlington, Texas today. He's going to a gaming tournament uh, in Texas, because he wants to be in 5,000 degree weather and not get any abortions, I assume. Uh, no, he's, he's going there with a bunch of friends. They're going for the big Street Fighter tournament. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be really funny. But he was just telling me he was he's telling me a couple weeks ago about this dude that he he plays with or like they they play online and like I like you know how gamers like gamers like really shit talk each other. It is so great. Like but they mean you know they don't mean anything really by it. They just they just talk smack and stuff like that. So this dude I'm at who's a friend is basically talked Corey into going to this Texas tournament. And then, like, Corey, like, did badly, like, a turn, or didn't do badly, but he lost a round in the tournament. I was like, you're not bringing that shit to Texas, are you? <laughs> so, it's just kind of a funny story, but, uh, he just, Corey just messaged me from LaGuardia. Um, I met up with that guy Ahmed at the airport. I saw him off at the gate. He bought me a beer. <laughs> Corey's on his way. And that's just Corey in a nutshell, man. He's just hanging out in an airport, running into, like, one of his better friends. Like, of course he did. Like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> like, Safe travels there, Bubbles. Enjoy Texas. Try and make it a better place. I don't see how you couldn't. Just by being there. But anyway. So, uh, Jack White keeps putting out new music, I guess, because I keep having shows, and that's the deal we have. Uh, so, it's called If I Die Tomorrow. It's a little quieter, honestly. I just uh, kind of dig it. So, uh, I grabbed it for you guys, because that's what I do here on the Hard Rock Lunchbox. I, uh, I have commentary. I say stupid stuff, and we play Jack White from time to time. Hard Rock Lunch Box. You know, as much as I love that song, and I do, I love it all by itself and standing alone in the world, but like, it just brings up something for me now that's just like a very kind of nice memory, and it's something that I kind of have to step into and like learn to really um, kind of accept as I move forward in my musical career, because I remember talking about it, um don't even remember what I was doing, but like I was on like a video conference or something or some Zoom thing. Um, 
and I was I was talking about that song, and I was saying like how much I just I want to write a song like that, like something that is timeless, and something that is just beautiful, and something that like just like holds its own place. And uh, Jimmy was part of this call or broadcast or whatever, and uh, just messaged me like you have. I'm pretty sure he meant like either blue or possibly even quiet mind, but I think it was I think at the time he was talking about blue, but it was like such a moment for me, like as a as an artist and as a songwriter, like because truth be told, like I'm never gonna be satisfied with what I do. And I don't know that I'll ever be able to look back on my body of work and see those things in it. So it's super, super important when people do tell me those things and take time out of their day and life to tell me those things that I not only recognize them, which I have been able to do recently but really sort of internalize them. And that, my friends, is a work in progress. <laughs> but I'll keep working on it. As always, requests are uh, not only encouraged, but are appreciated here on The Box. And certainly, if you find something new in your travels, send it over to me so I can hear something new in your travels, too. That's awesome. Apparently, this band Census, I guess, opened for uh, With Confidence and Stand Atlantic this past week. And uh, Thank you for sending that in. Let's uh, let's all the rest of us give this a listen. It's uh, Census with Roy Rodriguez. Yeah, and the song is called Traumatic Addict, which, you know, is that still alliteration is it, if it's at the end, Traumatic Addict? I don't know. We'll look it up later. On the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Uh, our buddy Vern, friend of the show, formerly from the re- from the room, has a band called uh, Breach the Asylum. I think their rescheduled date is tomorrow at the Chance Theater. If you get a chance <laughs> to check them out, uh, feel free to jump on up there. I think they're up in Poughkeepsie. Should be a damn good show. So check that out if you can. If you got what they sound like, don't worry. I got you. Hard Rock Lunch Box. And while we're talking about concert news, uh, Robbie from Vavavoom uh, messaged me this morning and reminded me that they're playing out at Rams in Holbrook on the 26th. It's a Sunday show, so if you've got nothing to do on a Sunday, now you do have something to do on a Sunday. You are welcome.
according to our extensive reporting at 99WNRR in the chat, of course. Stand Atlantic was apparently awesome. There's, like, no surprise there at all. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I don't know when that kid is officially getting here, but I know that Noko and Sean have decided to duplicate, replicate, recreate, I don't know, fornicate? All new episode. <laughs> That's what they're making, an all new episode. I'll show myself out.
normally. Um, you would say, yo, man, that sound means only one thing, the weekly craving of the week. And you'd be right. But it's not going to be the weekly craving of the week with Craving Strange this week. It's going to be the weekly craving of the week with Jimmy's Blue Notebook this week. And since it's my show, I get to make those kind of decisions. We'll certainly talk more Craving Strange Nonsense as we get closer to the big show at 89 North. They're headlining as F, I think is the way they have put it officially in their press release, or I just made up right now. Uh, but we'll definitely get to that as we get closer to that. I don't honestly know what the rest of the band is doing. I have not really seen them as a band uh, in the same room since our show at the Village Pub, so... I'll be just as interested as everybody else. But in the meantime, it's been even longer since we've seen Jimmy's Blue Notebook. I'm going to try and rectify that over the summer. I'm not doing much, but maybe I can at least throw together a nice acoustic show. Kind of like a classic lineup. See what happens. Want to come? Okay. Lost another one to hate If only I was better Knowing when to change I've lost another one to fate I don't know which is better Something tells me I'm the one to blame To blame when I want to keep you close It's when I push it all away So if I cut you down Then we can't look each other in the face And then I'm safe We move Counting takes them all away I've watched another turn away Better than or better off Are both mistakes that all end up the same The same Cause when I want to keep you close It's when I push it all away So if I cut you down, then we can't look each other in the face. It's where I'm safe. We move on. Move on.
Yet another Hard Rock Lunchbox, so I will let you go on your merry way. Thank you for spending most of your afternoon so far with me. In fact, all of your afternoon so far with me. And the rest of us here at the Hard Rock Lunchbox on New Regal Radio uh, 99WNRR.com. We will do this again next week, and I'll have our final updates for the Razorblade Diaries Live. We will talk more about that nonsense, your nonsense, my other nonsense, all the other nonsense that's fit to print next week. Now... I usually try and send you out with something good, something you can dance to, something you can sing along, something will get stuck in your head. All of those things are probably true. I don't know why I decided to pick this one. Maybe it's because I played tightrope earlier. I don't have all the answers. Just go with it. Like, really go with it. Like, let it go with it. And I'll shut up. See you next week. On the box. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box.